You guys didn't like Kyle, but that's okay. I didn't either. I loved him. He was my son, but he was also a douchebag. He wasn't very smart, and he didn't kill himself. Kyle died accidentally while masturbating. I made it look like a suicide, and I wrote a suicide note. I also wrote his journal. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning, Good morning. Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. He wants mojo filter. He said one Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Day. If you ever disrespect my wife again, I will end you. Over me. <laughs> no matter what anybody says, you always be a prince to me. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NYC Actors Talk. Robin Williams, a podcast series where we go through the best performances of Robin Williams and search for his greatest role. What is his greatest role? I have no clue. That is what we are here to find out, isn't it, Nick? That's right. I'm Nick. And I'm Hunter. And today we have a very special guest, Joseph Cowdery. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the awkward silence kills me. All right. Uh, Joseph is a very good friend of mine. Uh, we went to Wagner College together. He's an excellent actor, an excellent comedian, uh, which is why I thought he would be perfect for one of these Robin Williams episodes. Oh, my goodness. If this were video, you'd see how much I'm blushing. It's a little bit too much. Stop blushing now. <laughs> I can't control it. That's true. It's 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 a it's your body. You can't control it. Listen, that's a somatic response. Get out of here. <laughs> oh uh, so yeah, we're gonna be talking today about World's Greatest Dad, uh, two thousand and nine. This is the most recent movie that we're gonna cover on the on the podcast uh, in this series. Um, so this is a seriously fascinating one. Um, if we were, you know, if we were doing his career, like his career best, his career best performances from beginning to end, that you know we would do this one, but we're not doing that. Um, but but this would be an interesting last episode. Yeah, I I'm 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 very happy that we're not ending on this episode though. I am. That's true. That's true. It would, it would be like a, a a Debbie Downer. Yeah. You can make it more of a, a celebration of Robin Williams rather than uh, this end part of his life. Yeah, I think it's for the best, I think. Yeah, but uh, have you guys seen this movie before? Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. I've seen, I saw this one, I think, when it first came out. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, I was there before. It was cool. Is it cool now? That's up to you. <laughs> I don't know because not a lot of it's interesting. Not a lot of people talk about this movie. Uh, I see it brought up in in some lists of like his best performances, but I don't see it uh, talked about a lot. So I was super interested in this because th this was actually in a way part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast series because I was so 
interested in finding like, oh, the ones that not a lot of people talk about, but might still be noteworthy. Because he's so known for the genie, for Mork, for Doubtfire, Jumanji, like, you know, mostly the comedy movies, um, which are great. Um, but it, I think it's more interesting to dive deep and see like what else he did and like, see, you know, how much of a chameleon he kind of was. Uh, and this one is no different. Uh, before we jump in, I just want to mention a few things about just like uh, 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 when this movie came out, like his life at that at that point, and uh, and a few behind the scenes things. So this movie is directed by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Is is a is that how you pronounce his last name? I believe so, but I, I wouldn't know. Mean. But that's how it's spelled. That is true. That is true. Uh, so yeah, uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite, uh, he's, he's a very famous comic, uh, especially in his 20s. He was, uh, he's very famous and had, uh, and he, he was very well known for uh, the kind of voice he would put on during uh, his stand-up. So he would kind of sound like this. He, um, and, and if you know, if you recognize that voice from anywhere, it would be from Hercules, where he plays Pain! Oh wow! Yeah, pain. That's iconic. I have I had no idea. Yeah, iconic role. We love pain. We love pain <laughs> just in general. Just in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I I know him at least from that. But he's a very well known comic as well, and he's also a writer director. And this is one of the few movies he has directed in his life. He he's also known for Shakes the Clown. I think uh, that that's what the movie's called, and uh, Robin Williams is also in that movie. Uh, Tom Kenny is as well, and um, who else is in Chicks the Clown? Uh, uh, anyway, people don't like that movie, but apparently it has a cult following. It's very, it's apparently a very cynical movie, a very angry movie. It's it's messed up. Uh, oh, who plays the? Uh, oh, and and Bobcat plays the clown. Shakes the clown. We love to see it. Also, Tom Kenny's in this movie. That's right. Tom Kenny makes a cameo in this movie, which was great to see. I was like, SpongeBob. That's great. Look at him. <laughs> As I'm looking down, I got excited. I was like, oh, just another guy. Not just another guy. I know you. <laughs> uh, oh, Adam Sandler was in that movie, too, as Dink the Clown. <laughs> That's the most Adam Sandler thing I've ever heard in my life. This sounds like the greatest movie of all time. World's greatest movie? <laughs> world's greatest movie? No. World's greatest dad is world's greatest movie. Oh, that's right. That's true. That's um, right. So uh, <laughs> at, at, at this point in Robin's life, uh, he had heart surgery. Um, he, he was very publicly mentioning this uh not only during that time when he's promoting the movie but also in his stand-up i haven't watched his stand-up special yet i think it's his 2009 stand-up special where i think he brings that up a lot like that's the kind of his or at least one of the big major stories he tells about his heart surgery right joe yeah he makes the, my favorite joke about it is when he says my heart was beating like tito puente and then he goes ding 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 <laughs> It was a very interesting time in his life because in interviews and stuff stuff like that, he would say like, oh, I'm not going to waste this second chance, which, you know, obviously is very 
heartbreaking to hear now because of what we know about him. And we'll get into that. Um, uh, what else? Uh, so this is at, at the point when Robin Williams is not doing so great. Um, uh, uh, not only just like mentally, but like like the movies. Like, like at this moment, at this era of his career, this is, as we mentioned before, the very humble era where he would want to experiment and do something different, like one hour photo, for example, in this movie. Um, and so, you know, he, 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 this is a smaller movie, which is surprising, especially at the time, because he was basically doing like big, uh, movies like Night in the Museum, Happy Feet, uh, RV, you know, like just like these comedies that, and I like some of those movies, but some of them, you know, are, are not necessarily up there with like what's considered like his best. Um, so it, it, once again, very interesting era for him. Uh, Robin even says in interviews um, that in this movie, um, it's kind of an inverse of his role in Dead Poet Society. Um, basically the idea, um, what if Josh Keating, uh, his character in the movie, wasn't very popular? What if he actually didn't have a lot of students? Maybe he had like a few and that was it. And so it's that's super interesting to me. Yeah, I I wanted to bring that up too. That's it it seemed like that character like grew up, got old and like had a kid and moved somewhere else almost. You know what I mean? So that that's very interesting that uh that he said that. Yeah. So yeah, a Robin at this point, yeah, he's more humble, he's more methodical, he's a little slower, not not you know, not necessarily mentally, but just like the way he carries himself, like the way I've I've watched a bunch of interviews at this point uh, in his life, like 2009 to like 2013, basically. Um, and, you know, he was still experimenting even in his very last years after this movie. He was actually looked up and researched recently. He was on Broadway, uh, 2013. Uh, it was called The Bengal Tiger. Um, and it's a it was a, a original play where he plays... Uh, I guess historically this tiger that mauls these soldiers and it's like super interesting and like the the tiger becomes a ghost and he plays the ghost of the tiger so it seems like really out there and and once again just like a very different turn for his career so even then he was still trying to reinvent himself and find and 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 do like interesting work yeah he played a tiger like a tiger yeah, like he he uh, he 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 once again he grew that that wonderful beard. He he uh, he was a hairy man in that in that play. I love Robin Williams with a beard. He should have had a beard in this movie. Oh yeah, oh, this yeah. was a this was definitely like a beard Robin Williams, but without the beard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's true. He's he's very infamously not hairy at all in this movie, especially by the end. And we'll get there. <laughs> but <laughs> but um before we really just jump into the movie oh one more thing i wanted to mention that uh uh bobcat gave him the script just to be like hey you know uh wh what do you think about this i want a second opinion or whatever and so he read it and he was like oh can i play the guy can i play the dad and he was like yeah you're robin williams of course <laughs> So so he he played it and and once again it's not a big movie so you know um Bobcat is a, was a was a great friend of his so he did it partially because of that but also once again like 
you know, it's it's a movie that was never going to make a lot of money, so it, it's interesting that he chose this movie. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, kind of sad. This movie, I don't know. I, I, I literally just got done watching it, right? So I, I'm very in that mode. And so it's very, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, and I think that that's a good transition to our thoughts and f- initial feelings about this movie. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give it to you, Joseph. Uh, what are your thoughts on World's Greatest Dad? Um, well, I, I watched it back around when it first came out, and um, I was like, that's a good movie. Um, wasn't my favorite, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I, moved, I moved on. Now I watched it again i watched it twice this week in in preparation and um uh, it aged like the star wars prequels i was like no nah, this was great this is why why did i why didn't didn't this get the attention it deserved that's how that's the feeling i had the second time i was like this is perfect interesting um uh hunter what are your thoughts uh what are your initial thoughts on world's greatest dad yeah i i saw it Either I saw it a long time ago. It was probably around when it came out, but I, I have no idea. Um, and I I liked it. I back then I was like, wow, he's really good, and this movie's really good. And then I watched it. Uh, literally just got done, as I said, and I still like this movie. It is a lot more depressing than I than I remembered it being. Um, but Robin Williams is still freaking fantastic. Not like his usual. Uh, dramatic movies I don't think like at all um he's a very different Robin Williams here which I found really interesting um but yeah I I like this movie I don't know how much I like it yet uh but I will see when we get uh going here what about you Nick we love it and you know uh normalize not quite knowing yet until we until you know you you, 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 you we all talk about it you know Uh, But uh, yeah, so this was an interesting one for me because, yeah, I've never seen this movie before. And so I was very uh, and uh, I was very intrigued and excited to watch this one just just to be like and with with some of these other ones too, Hunter, like, oh, like for me, this is a new Robin Williams movie in a way. So it's it's just like, wow. Um, So, yeah. uh, this movie is the definition of an underrated gem, in my opinion. Um, it's dark. Um, you can't shake the perils um, in it because it, you just can't. You you, ha- you 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 think about what happened to him at the end of his life while watching this. It, it's just impossible to not think about that. Um, it was almost like saying goodbye to him, to Robin. It was it was very, it was a very heavy watch. I uh, I think I was I was really affected by this movie. Um, I think it can be a little uh, strange sometimes in a not so great way, but I think for the most part, I really dug this movie, and I can't wait to talk about his performance because this I I don't know if I want to say definitively, but this might be like the most robin williams performance yet interesting what do you what do you mean by that if you can put it into words uh what i mean is it's just like like he's not putting on a voice 
he's not putting on anything really like there's no like you know there's no psychosis to him per se there's no like you know he's not like a disturbed man like one hour photo it's kind of just like i don't know like if robin williams in real life just got plopped into this situation almost i mean I, obviously there's some traits of the character that aren't like him because you know no, no, nothing's going to be like exactly like him per se i i suppose but but uh yeah like he and we'll get into it more, but yeah, I, 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 it felt very real, his performance. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to, that's very interesting. Hunter, do you want to start us off with uh, the beginning of the movie? Yeah, how does it begin here? He's, um, what's he doing? It starts off with like him explaining uh, he's a writer and he's like, I've always wanted to write something that like people love and stuff like that. And I, I thought that that, I didn't remember how it started. Uh, and knowing how where the movie went, I thought that that was very interesting. Like I I didn't remember that at all, and I was like, oh my god, that's what he ends up doing, in a weird way. And uh, and what's what's also interesting to note in that like opening monologue, he he says, yeah, he wants to write something that people love, but he also wants to write something that makes a lot of money. And that, that's, uh, we'll obviously get into this, but I did want to uh, put it out there before I forget uh, how to say it. But I thought that that was such an interesting thing on how this movie deals with death and how like everybody deals with death, right? Specifically about a person that you don't know. Like you know, but you don't know. You know what I mean? And they kind of like, I don't know, in a weird way, make it about them, themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I thought that that was really an interesting thing that this movie did. But I, I know we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, going back to uh, Nick's point, with um, he, he talked about wanting to make a lot of money and uh, be, and he says the word famous like I think two or three times. He says I want to be famous, and I, I think that's the 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 crux of it. You just <laughs> you forget to be happy with where you are, and that, I mean that leads to where the movie ends, and, and it has dark themes but uh, it, it that that um core right there that moral of it i think is quite relatable you know that that yeah i just wanted to add that part yeah totally no that uh I, I, i'm glad you mentioned that yeah for sure um so yeah we were introduced to this guy and then we're introduced to his son uh uh b and before we get into it uh the son he's played by um, Junie from Spy Kids. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl, I'm going to look it up before I say the wrong name. Daryl Sabara. Oh, okay. That's his name. See, all I see is Junie. I, you see him all the time now because he's with Megan Trainer. because we all see Megan Trainer all the time too. All the time. <laughs> it's just non, it's, it's a trainer time all the time. My Apple News, I get notifications every time there's daryl sabara news <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> please tell me you're lying <laughs> no i knew it <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> i am offended that you would insinuate <laughs> that i'm a liar <laughs> i only truth <laughs> you only truth that that's your stick that, that's your stick that's my that it's a stick my shtick is being honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, we're introduced to his son, who is maybe the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's just he's just so like disgusting. Disgusting, exactly. Um, he's just like I don't know. He's uh, uh, so perverted. He he talks shit uh, right in front of his dad. He you know he get, he calls him very bad words, and it's it, it's it, like he's just literally a parent's nightmare. Like that, like you know what a parent uh, has in the back of their mind. Like oh, what if my kid is really shitty? Like he's the living embodiment of that nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, dude, he literally masturbates with the door open. Not only masturbates, like chokes himself. What is that called? Asphyxiation? Autoerotic asphyxiation. His son does that, which is, uh, look, uh, I guess if you're into that, great, but it's very disturbing to me. Um, I, I, I don't think anyone should be doing stuff like that. It's badass. <laughs> it's badass. Badass man. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. He's, I, I mean, I guess like embarrassing things like that happen. It was, <laughs> it was that he turned it on his dad and he started, uh, <laughs> he started calling him gay. And it was like, <laughs> it was like, are you, oh, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I felt like I got transported back to high school. I was like, I know this guy. I know this guy, and he's disgusting. Yeah, but but I will say the performance is pretty damn good. I I, I we hate him because he you know he's doing a good job. Everyone hates him. People Literally, like he has one friend, and he shit and he shits on that friend too. He's terrible to him. Oh, I feel bad for that friend. Yeah, man. Oh, we'll get we'll get no, to him. Oh, sorry. I have yeah. a lot of thoughts about this guy. So whenever we're ready to talk about. I think what's his uh, Andrew. Whenever we're ready to talk about Andrew, tag me in. Yeah, Cause... I think we'll we'll mention him later for sure. But yeah, uh, so Andrew is kind of like, hey, could you like be nice to your dad? Like he seems pretty. He seems pretty nice. And then he's like, nah, dude, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole, man. He's so. Uh, he's just like he's basically just like the worst person you could ever know. And it's also sad. Because he's so addicted to porn. So addicted. Like, I, I don't know anybody personally that's addicted to porn. But if that's what that's like, oh my god. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and also, like, like that's all he can talk about. Is just, like, either really perverted comments or jokes or slurs, you know? And that's about it. That's all. That's his whole personality. So... It's just very interesting to start the movie that way because honestly, at, at first, even though I, as I'll get into, I, I do like this movie, it, it takes a while be, for it to for, for it to work for me because like sometimes the humor can be like maybe a, a little bit too mean spirited or, or or should I say, it, it's it's a it's a shocking jolt at first and so you don't know how to feel uh, uh at the start. Yeah, I. I want to talk a little bit about that because this is definitely not a movie that would be made today because it has uh, topics that are not um, uh, that w that we talk about differently now. But I think in the context of 2009, the amount of conversations we had about uh, any conversations we had about mental health or um, uh, uh, ex excuse me, everybody, but wanting to take your own life. Um, 
we that I, those were very different conversations. In fact, I I think many times the only time people got to talk about it is through movies like this because it's a joke, it's tongue in cheek, and it lets the air out a little bit. So I, yeah, I just wanted to say a little bit about context for it. No, absolutely, and it, I, I think it. I think what this movie has to say about suicide is actually uh, pretty smartly handled. And, uh, and even though they, they do handle it kind of comedically, you know, they, they, but it, for the, for a lot of it though, it is like heavy stuff. Like they don't really like undercut, for example, um, you know, like the suicide scene, for example, you know, they don't really undercut it with a lot of humor they do maybe a little bit later on once like you know uh we see the classmates reacting to um him passing away um and also for them to to think that he not only uh you know intentionally killed himself with a uh either it was like a belt or something but also that like he wrote this in their opinion really profound suicide note um, and I kind of want to uh, mention before we move forward in the plot, also like uh, Robin Williams at this point in the movie and, and just like his relationships with other people in the movie, specifically uh, the girlfriend. That girl sucks too. <laughs> uh, done. We're done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. She's very broad strokes. I think that's part of the, um, oh, Andrew's got something to say. No, just yeah. Just, I, I thought every other character in this movie uh, besides Robin Williams, like the girlfriend or like the uh, Mike, I believe his name is. They're so they're fake as fuck. Oh, Andrew, you mean Andrew? Uh, no, no, no. The, uh, the other teacher that uh, his girlfriend like kind of goes out with. The guy that with oh him. yeah. Uh, and let, let's Mike, talk, yeah. let's talk about that for a second. Cause it's, you know, it happens in real life. It's uncomfortable, but sometimes people get used like that where like, you know, your girl, you know, your, your girlfriend, quote unquote, is like, hey, I'm only for you. Let's go out tonight. Oh, I can't tonight. But it's not because of what you think. It's actually, you're actually weird for thinking that, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, do you still love me? Oh, yeah. right? You love me. You love me. Um, I'm leaving now. Um, but like, you know, it's 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 just kind of like that happens in real life. Either uh, we know people who've been there or maybe we've been there. You know, like, uh, uh, so it's it's uncomfortable, but it's also like, yeah, like this guy is getting Robin Williams is getting used. Uh, what's his character's name? Um, uh, 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 Lance. Lance Clayton. Yeah, Lance. So yeah, like Lance is totally getting used by this girl. And I, I, everybody just struck me as like that's why it really hits because it's like, oh, just fucking be honest. Everybody is fake in this movie, it feels like. Yeah, I think I, I think that's part of what makes it a dark comedy and not just a dark situation. The um it, it's like Heathers. Everyone's kind of a, a, a an absolute cartoon. <laughs> like this woman, I mean, yeah, they're uh, by and large parts of her exist, but like um that that other teacher, uh, Claire, I think. Um <laughs> no one would be that overt. No one would say, no, I don't really want to be seen in public with you, but actually I'm going to go on a date with another guy, this guy tomorrow. And it's, it's all, the sun is, goes too far. The, everything goes uh, too far. And I think that's the comedy, not to say it's not true. Oh no, totally. But I actually, 
it's funny because I was like suspecting that she was, you know, going out with the other guy too. But like, I, I actually like <clears throat> that the movie doesn't outright say it. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of infer, obviously, by the way she's talking to him and the other guy. Like the moment I was like, for sure, like she's going out with him too, is is like when when she blows him off for Lance and, and she's like doing the same shit. Like, oh, please, come on. Come on, I'm sorry. You'll still love me, right? And it's like, you know, and that's the moment I was like, oh yeah, they're totally, she's totally just like, a, 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 she's a sleazy gal, Joe. <laughs> I think the movie doesn't say it because does it matter? <laughs> At that point, she's spending so much time with him. Like, I don't want to. I, I don't want to sound like a bad person, but like, they're spending. <laughs> like, they they may as well have been going on dates. I mean, they she was foregoing uh, meetings with uh, the guy she was supposed to be dating to be with another guy, and it was happening like 50-50. So I don't think it even matters at that point. Yeah, the the movie kind of makes you feel crazy a little bit doesn't it like it, it, she's like manipulating you almost it's like we know that i guess they're not seeing each other maybe all right i guess i'm fucking crazy <laughs> it's it's fucked up dude <laughs> but once again it's like that kind of dark comedy that i like uh for the most part in this be, because like they i think that the balance is is pretty pretty damn good where like they'll they'll have these really like ugh, yikes moments but also uh I think Robin Williams really grounds this movie a lot. And I think that's why it works overall is because like he, not to say that he's a perfect person in this um, because he's not, but, but like he, he definitely grounds the movie. Yeah. There, there's uh, a specific scene I think that shows that when um, he, Claire and uh, his son are out to dinner and like, Oh, like it's, it's, it's fucking weird. It's weird vibes. And then like, uh, he's all like, oh, well, I, I went diving. Like I was on the dive team in uh, college. And then he's all like, well, that's not a sport. And then like the girlfriend laughs too. And I was like, what the fuck? It made me feel for Robin Williams so much. Yeah. Life really like kicks the shit out of him in this. Yeah. And it's just, it's all messed up. And you really drawn to his character specifically in his performance too, um, because of that. Yeah, and I think that's why it works because, like, you can relate to it. Like, obviously, you know, it's a little broad and, and you know, not a completely realistic, but it doesn't have to be. It, it evokes a feeling, and, and and that feeling is, like, yeah, like, he's really troubled and down on his luck. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very real. And it, there's not, a, you know, he, he, he has a few jokes, but, like, you never... You know, he never really, you know, goes all out zany, you know, in the way that, like, I don't know, uh, the genie is or even like, you know, in Doubtfire and stuff like that. Um, uh, it's more akin to one hour photo in that way, I think. Yeah. And no, I feel like no matter how, like, crazy this movie gets is like caricature everybody gets and stuff like that. Like, everybody's been in a situation kind of like the one that he's going, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously not to the extent that he's put in it, but like everybody's made to feel kind of in similar ways, if that makes sense. Yeah. There, there's like, there are other shades to this character where in a, in a way, as we were saying, it's very Robin, but also like that, um, you know, he has this insecurity about him, which once again, you can maybe actually, you know, uh, 
parallel to Robin himself in real life. Um, there's this uh, in the for the character. There's kind of patheticness about him. He's a little weary. He's jealous. You know, like he can tell. Like you know, maybe you know, there's this other guy, this other teacher who's way more successful than him. And you know, he's you can tell. Like you know, he's kind of laughing and he's kind of like trying to be kind of the center of the attention, kind of like trying to make jokes too and trying to be like, oh well, actually, you're. Uh, the that magazine you got signed on for or whatever like it's not great you know and it's there's just there's just this kind of uncomfortable silence where it's like oh you're really jealous man yeah it was the new york times <laughs> it's like <laughs> he it's was not like international. Oh, it's just the new york times oh, it's just the new york know. times and he made fun of the name he called it uh it was supposed to be um uh, about about uh racism in america is what is what claire said and then he called it like i something oh yeah yeah because it goes oh um, like i robot (laughs) (laughs) or no uh uh it's it's called i forward and and it's about like (laughs) racism and like password he's like like i robot See, but it, but it's like awkward moments like that that are funny. You know what I mean? It's not him necessarily like making. Well, it's like a failed joke. You know what I mean? Where like he's trying to be funny, and like you can kind of, you know. And I I think there are critiques of of Robin in real life. Like not everyone loved his comedy. That maybe people were saying not not me. I think he was great, but like there were other people who critiqued his comedy like it was very try hard. You know, and and that's that was like you know. It's interesting that, you know, he kind of in a way plays into that, which, which is just like fascinating. Uh, and, and once again, it's just very relatable. We've either been there ourselves, like we've either been this guy or we know a guy like, like uh, Lance. And so, uh, so that's the status quo in the beginning of the movie. That's like where we're, where we start, you know, that, that, you know, the son, piece of shit, Robin, you know, uh, not great life. He's very uh, uh, jealous and very, uh, what, just like, just very like, I don't know, tired. Uh, yeah, I think he wanted more. I, I think he, yeah, and I mean, we'll learn about it, that, that at the end of the movie, but he just forgot to be happy that he has a good job. He has a, a neighbor that uh, has him over for dinner and watches horror movies, not dinner. That wasn't dinner they were having. Oh no, they were having pot brownie. Recreational brown. Oh, oh my goodness. Did you just say pot? Oh, I said pot, sorry. Recreational brownies. There we go. There we go. Takes the son out for dinner, you know, the uh with the with his girlfriend, you know, to be like, "Hey, this is my son, you know. Let's actually go outside and have a date. Here's my son." And, you know, of course, he makes uh an impression and then uh, you know, he 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 kisses her. Uh, goodbye. He comes back home and his son accidentally killed himself. While masturbating. That was while while <laughs> masturbating. That was all horrible. <laughs> That's a pretty good scene though. They they really let that sit with you. Like they yeah. play out a whole minute long song. I really this was a heavy watch and it it's for scenes like this. Like the way that he just breaks down is so real and i he even mentions it in interviews like i like you know he he noticed that like i like the way the scene played out like he doesn't immediately run to him and you know he he just kind of looks and it's like oh he's he's just doing his 
thing again, right? And then he goes forward and he, you know, checks his pulse and then, yeah, and then the music plays, as you said, Joseph, and yeah, he just breaks down in a really real way, I think, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know, it's not, it doesn't feel like acting. Uh, Hunter, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I think the reason that he doesn't, uh, like, go forward immediately is because I think he's afraid of his son calling him gay again. Uh, <laughs> that joke didn't land. Whoops. No, I think I wasn't laughing because it was, that's probably what what the oh, what the what the truth of the scene was fuck maybe um, it was I, it was either that or like maybe i don't want to save him <laughs> well maybe but uh, but yeah. that's probably that's probably a, that's probably a wrong read but yeah well no i i don't i i think yeah i, I mean whatever everyone can have their own opinion in this movie but he said his name once in the hallway and then he says his name outside the door. And then he pushes the door, I think. And then he says, oh, told me to stop doing that. And then he hears nothing. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, Kyle? So, yeah, there's like, there's like time. He, he says the name four or five times. Yeah, and what I I want to retract a little bit, maybe what I said, but like I I uh, but I I do I do want to say it is interesting that yeah there is a pause there and that the scene really takes its time with that it doesn't like just cut away. Yeah, and it's it's very real too. Like like you said, Nick, like it's not it doesn't feel like acting. And when he breaks down, I almost wish that they didn't play the song though. I think that's a pet peeve. That, that was a. I was kind of irritated by that. I was like, can you just let him just let him go? Why are you playing the song over his performance? I didn't like it. I have to disagree with you. I I disagree. I I actually think it it's more powerful that we don't that we're kind of separated from that and we just kind of look from out like from outside. Like we uh what's the what's the term? Just like looking at outside of the omniscient third person i don't know i don't know i guess i guess we're just kind of looking from it uh, like a fly on the wall yeah kind of a fly on the wall yeah like looking from the outside just like there's almost a separation from it because it's so devastating that like you almost you know it's it's almost like interesting that we're not really in there in his head and, and everything for that moment because it's so much so it's interesting that like they play it out and you see the acting through at Robin, but also like, you know, they play that music where it's, there's a sort of separation or, or, or kind of disconnect to make it play uh, smartly. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. It could have been if I for the length of time that they had him on screen, I, I'm just thinking about if they chose to not put a song there. Um, uh, that would be that'd be pretty jarring because everything's been I, I mean I keep using the word cartoon but everything's been so I'm going to keep using it everything's been cartoony except for Lance everyone's crazy except for Lance he behaves like a normal person and if we just see him cry in this scene and we fully have the weight of that I don't know how we do the rest of the movie without people thinking ow my heart hurts yeah and it I think it's distracting it, it would be distracting, and I, I, I think it like I think this for the most part the the movie really 
balances the tone well. And I think if you do that, I think it, it might cross a line like too much, even though it's so dark already. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I still stick by it. I think that it, it, it creates too much of a disconnect for me. I, I wish that maybe they cut the scene a little beforehand, but I still think that if they didn't have the song, I think I would have felt it a little more because for me, it's like, oh, he's just a fucking asshole kid. You know what I mean? But to Robin, uh, that's still his son. You know, so I, I think I still thought, ah, it's just some fucking asshole kid. You know, whereas if they didn't put the song, maybe I would have felt a little more. I, I hear you. That's fair. Um, that's totally fair. Um, uh, so, yeah. So he, he kills himself accidentally. And, uh, yeah, uh, Lance is, is there when it happens. He breaks down. And, and then he has this idea. His decision in Act 1 is, is, is a huge mistake, of course. But it's a very human one. Because if you think about it, as a human being, just like, uh, just like having to explain what happened to your son is embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. And so, like, I I understand trying to shield away from the pain and embarrassment of what happened. So he he instead writes this suicide note that he that his son never wrote. Uh, so he writes a fake suicide note and, and then hangs him up on the, uh, in the closet. Um, and that obviously propels the rest of the movie, Joe. It was a bit earlier, but I guess going back to, um, it, this happens like it's gotta be 50 minutes to an hour into the movie. So I'm like, right I'm yeah, like, I why, think why did this happen? Right. So, yeah, I, it's like it's like forty five. In the back half now. <laughs> that's true. That's 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 true. There is a lot of setup too. So we do actually do spend a lot of time on the the father son relationship. If you think about it, we get like four scenes with that gross guy, and I I mean, I, it, it it's fair, but you could have done you could have even done as little as one and then gone to the to Robin writing the suicide note. Yeah, the thing Lance. is, like, oh, sorry, Lance. Um, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Doesn't what's matter. his name? Lance. Uh, but I, yeah, I think, like, it, it could have worked with even one scene. Um, but I, I think we, we spent a perfect amount of time with the son in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think after that, though, this is where the movie kind of starts falling off for me. And I know that that's bad. But right, I, that's, the, that's the premise of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I found it got a little slow a little bit after uh, the sun commits or uh, the sun dies. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's fair, but uh, like how much time do we have left in the movie? Like 30 minutes at that point? Uh, I it's don't know. It's a long 30 minutes if that's the case. I don't know. It's an hour and 30 something minute movie and he, the sun kills himself like roughly 50 minutes in. Yeah. It's over halfway through. Yeah. For sure. All music's gay. <laughs> what, about, what about metal that's the gayest of all time that's the gayest oh my god probably. that's that's the gayest of all the music i love that <laughs> that joke hits hard that joke is funny and uh let's talk about some of the, this is a funny movie too uh let's uh, you know uh as much as we're we're talking about the dark stuff in this movie like <laughs> this movie this movie's funny too yeah, for I sure. I guess I'm the only one who thought that. 
no, no, it's it's definitely funny. It 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 really is. It's it's jarring though. It's one of those it, dark comedies are supposed to make you go, Haha, why am I laughing? Huh? Should I be laughing? Especially now. That's it. That's a that's a full thought. Hell sure. yeah. We love a full thought here at NYC Actors Talk Film. Um, uh, so, yeah, but there's, like, a few good lines, uh, like, throughout. But, like, in the beginning, there's a funny one about, like, like the jock. And he's, like, fighting the jock. And he's like, I don't even play sports. Get the fuck off, Get off jock. you dumb jock. I don't yeah. play sports. I don't play sports. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I, I, as, as we continue, like, I like that, you know, there it's very cynical. It's a very cynical movie. And it, it, in a lot of ways, it's a very angry movie about the world, but also I, I, I do like that at the end of the day, it still has something to say that is a little helpful to society and not just like, yeah, fuck everything. And we'll get into that, especially by the end. But I, I do like that. And, and, uh, as we continue through the story, um, uh, I do want to mention, uh, before we move on, actually, that, uh, uh, his relationship with the neighbor before he passes away, because they have a scene before he, before the son kills himself accidentally, um, is also good. And I, and I like their friendship and yeah, she plays with her boobies. It's great. <laughs> I think my son's watching you. Really? Oh. And then she like gives him a little show. A little, like, like a false show and then flips him off. Didn't he, like, come in? The first thing he says is, tonight when you're changing, could you pull the blinds a little bit? <laughs> he didn't say hello. He said, hey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did. I don't know. Amazing. Amazing, <laughs> dude. Um, I, and I like, and I actually kind of like the, it, it was, it was pretty sweet to me too. Like, I liked how she was like, really like at first, like, uh, no, actually I have this thing. And she's like, she, she keeps trying to close the door and he's like, no, 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 really. And, and I thought that was really sweet. I thought that was a sweet moment. Yeah. Those, I think he, he, uh, she's there to like show us that he has, he, he has a life. He if has he, things and he's if he can, over if he, yeah, like if he can actually, if he can, um, you know, just uh, pull out his head out of his, pull his head out of his ass, he can mm -hmm. actually, he can actually see that there are a few people who like him for him. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, I, I also like, uh, her character too, cause it's like, well, everybody's got their shit that they're dealing with. You know what I mean? And I, I thought that that was, Hers was literal. <laughs> I, th I, th I thought that the, uh, that was kind of important to to show that for some reason. Yeah, and uh, I, I my my critique of this movie um, is that I wish we got more scenes with her and him together because I think uh, just to skip to the ending for a second, um, I, I I I I I like I really like the way we end it, but I I think it could have hit a little harder if we spent like maybe a, just a couple more scenes with with not only Lance and her but uh Lance and Andrew because I think the the it's effective and it's there and and it works but I think it could have like really like hit you right in the feels at the end you know mm -hmm. maybe um they could have exchanged that for um 
uh, take out some of the time with the son because he's pretty one note jerk. But I, I wouldn't take away his time. I'm not, yeah, but like she, um, and, and oh, new thought. She also, uh, it's a really good like um, choice to make the, uh, the I, I don't know if I'm not, not the foil, but like someone who's, who's there all along who's living the life you're supposed to be living. I thought it was really cool not to make it some cute girl next door type. Oftentimes it looks like the old lady next door. I love that choice. I was like, wow, this is a different character. Old lady next door that collects newspapers and she eats pot brownies with you. That's that's a real person. I love that. I love I love how you said that. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, it, it would have been so cheap and, and stereotypical if like it was just like another girl or like a girl, another girlfriend, like a better girlfriend or something like like, sure, you know, maybe by the end he'll find love again. But like, it's not about that. Yeah, yeah it's about no. being happy. Right. Like he has to know that like what you were saying before about like uh going you know playing not playing but like uh uh, having all these scenes with all these mean characters um once again if i had to critique something like like we're so we're 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 down uh down below with these mean-spirited characters like so much that sometimes it, it could be maybe a tad repetitive um and and everything so yeah i think uh, and i and i like the tonal balance but i think it could have maybe have been even better if we uh uh went to the sweet side of things a little more because yeah it's very cynical i agree and how uh joseph you mentioned how um like junie's character is very one note junie i wish that they that they showed maybe a, a little bit more of a redeeming quality go, yeah go ahead nick <laughs> sorry i'm pull, pulling it up uh i got it i got it uh sir, uh mr lasalle <laughs> mm, yes nicholas yeah may i speak mr lasalle of of of, of course nicholas <laughs> i think that's the point though that like he's kind of irredeemable and that like he's a total piece of shit and and it would actually kind of muddle things if he was a little more complicated because the point is that he, you know, he's writing these letters, and the class loves him, but it's not him at all, and that's why it's funny. Yes, but I, or I guess, like how we're, how we're saying, it's very cartoony. So I guess that, but I just wish that they they showed something because not everybody is just like, oh, he's a fucking piece of shit. But maybe, maybe. There are, you know what I mean. I, 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 I hear you, but I, I don't think that's this movie. I think, you know, like I think we're supposed to just buy that, like, yeah, he's totally irredeemable piece of shit, and the, the comedy, um, comes from just like, yeah, he's like the worst person ever, and everyone's acting like he was this saint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's super stylized. I thought of Heather's while I watched it this time. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much. That's the that's the what they're going for. Separately, yeah. you both have had thoughts. Mouth god Actually, actually, Hunter, you uh, you can you can you can do this one. We might have had the same thought, Nick. Maybe, dear Evan Hansen. Is that okay? No, I wasn't gonna. Uh, I but but yes, it is also dear Evan Hansen. All right, you say your thought now. <laughs> no, I but I I do agree with you. I was thinking of dear Evan Hansen like the whole time. 
Yeah, I was like, somebody fucking stole. Somebody fucking stole from this. Yeah, what are the what are the uh, what are the songwriters again for Dear Evan Hansen? Is it Pasek and Paul? Yes. 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 And uh, a Pascal, Pascal and Paul Paul. Um, <laughs> you you totally stole from World's Greatest Dad. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I what I was gonna say before is like an interesting trivia uh, about the script. Uh, Bobcat. Um, I think his girlfriend said something like, yeah, you know, this is kind of like Heather's. And so he was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to name one of the characters Heather. Hold up. I got the IMDb here. Who is that? Yeah. Pull it up. Pull it up. Who's Heather? We got Lance, Kyle, Morgan, Ginger, Mike, Peter, Claire. And... Hang on. This is going to take a second. Oh, my God. Hey, there's a Heather. Let me look at the actress. See who they play. I, I think it's one of the, the girls, email. I think. Is it the emo girl? It's definitely a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a girl. Um I and there was another oh, yeah. You're yeah? right. It's the yeah, it was that I don't know, emo alt girl. <laughs> Boom. I know I my Heathers all along. Apparently. Hunter knows his Heathers. <laughs> what can I say? No, that sounds so shit. Uh, I think there was another character too, but I, uh, it escapes me right now. But I know he was like, it, he was very satirically like putting in like, hey, well, if it's kind of like this character, I'm just gonna say it's the, you know, the character's name is just gonna be that character. That's yeah, so style wise, they it can exist in the same universe, but yeah, they focus on different, on different people and different objects for the. Um, the note to achieve obviously no one's shooting anyone so that's different <laughs> it could be like the end of garb where he just gets shot for no fucking <laughs> <laughs> what a what a fucking terrible ending <laughs> jesus <laughs> garp um but uh oh yeah this was what i think i was gonna say uh so yeah, everyone loves this fake suicide note. Um, everyone loves him now, even though they were, and you could tell it's just the the comedy comes from like they're so fake that like that you know they they didn't think much if at all about this boy, and then now that he's dead, they can make it about them and like see how much I'm crying for this guy. Oh look, you didn't like him as much as I I did. You didn't know him like I did. Okay. And it's, and it's just like, I don't know, it, it it's really funny though. Like, yeah, we, we spend a lot of time in the mean-spirited side, but but it is like an interesting commentary on just like suicide and how like people, and when someone dies, you know, they uh, when especially when they didn't really care for them in the first place, they kind of uh, uh, deify them and just like make them just like, you know, something they weren't. And it, yeah. it, and 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 it's and it's kind of selfish in in on that side of things that like those people would go to lengths like that because it, at the end of the day, it's fake and it's all about them really. Hunter. Well, it it just reminds me of like when any fucking rock star dies. Oh, he's a rock legend, rock god, and it's like, all right, not everybody's a fucking rock god, okay. Some people are just not that. You know what I mean? It, that that's what it reminded me of. It's like, oh fuck off. You like if somebody's like, oh R.I.P. to like this person. It's like, oh did oh you listen to him? 
oh, like all the time, did you? There's like, come on. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you were his friend? Yeah, sure. The most guilty of this selfishness is Lance. He's the worst of all of them. Not only is everybody else like making up their own, like, well, I loved him all along. Lance wrote the dang notes. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> and he know that's like, that's like peak selfishness. That's like probably when you look back on your deathbed and you go, yeah, that was, that was pretty selfish. That was pretty bad. And I think that's the point of the whole film. You start to feel lonely living in a lie and, all these people you've never met before. You thought they were friends. They don't feel like friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I want to go first just for a second. Um, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you, Joseph. He's so, he's so selfish, but we never like completely hate him either, which is, I think, interesting. Once again, I think the, if we're going to have nuance, it's going to be from this character. You know what I mean? I, he's the new nuanced character in the movie. Um, because yeah, there's a, a, a quite a few scenes where like he's incredibly selfish and he's and he's thinking only about himself and that and one of the key scenes in my opinion that got me uncomfy in a good way was like when he's having sex with his girlfriend um, and then he puts uh, the the photo of his son down and it's just like I there's a few ways you could read that where it's kind of like maybe it's guilt you know, or maybe he, like, it's kind of like a selfish, like, hey, I don't want to think about you right now, you know, because uh, I, it's, it's, re it's a really key scene. But once again, it's, it's human, you know what I mean? It's flawed as hell, but it's human. You understand it. Yeah, because I, he didn't, I don't believe that this was his intention. You know what I mean? Like, I think right when, because he wasn't going to do anything past that suicide note. And then when the suicide note gets leaked, um, he's, I think he sees how much it affected people and selfishly how much it affects, like how it, uh, um, like improved his life in a way, you know, people want to take his poetry classes and now he's like, well, shit. And then Nick, that scene that you were talking about is the reason that they're having sex or whatever is because of the note that he wrote in vain of his son. So it's like, ah, it's a slippery slope, my friend. The single entendre. <laughs> it's true, man. He says that in the film. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Oh, sorry. No, no, he goes, I'm going to put my penis in your vagina. It's single, single entendre. I'm going to put my penis in your vagina. Oh. Oh. Um... <laughs> um uh fuck what was i gonna say now um <laughs> now i'm just thinking about penises and vaginas i had to i had to say it and i'm glad you did <laughs> you're speaking about uh genitalia that you could go to the end of the film oh yeah top five uh general mo genital moments uh didn't you guys do fisher king <laughs> not yet that's next oh, episode yeah yeah, yeah. okay Get um, ready. Get ready, though, Hunter. I, I've already I watched know, this I movie think. like eight times. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to rate them? You're going to do side-by-side? -side, uh, yeah, things? like size. Um, <laughs> does it grow? All right, we're does done with grow? this. <laughs> we're done with this. We're done with this. We're done. It's a cold pool, Nick. It's, it's, a, a, it's, cold, it's cold. It's a cold pool. 
Um, Give him credit. It's a cold pool. Lighting's weird underwater, you know? And Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Nick, fuck. I can't let you get away with this. Why would it grow? <laughs> <laughs> Why would it grow? Um, Why would it grow? <laughs> Nick, answer the question. So let's talk about <laughs> something else. Uh, <laughs> agreed, agreed. A moment that I really liked is right a little bit after the son uh, is dead, uh, he, Robin Williams goes to a, uh, a store where they're selling porno and he's crying. And, and then the vendor, uh, you know, comes up to him and he, and he hugs him. And I, I think that's like the perfect, like, uh, uh, example of just like what this movie is. Like it's, it's dark and funny and it, for me at least it really works in that way where it's like any other movie that'd be kind of like eh. but like the way that it it's like kind of sweet too you know the guy the vendor guy is just like oh hey you know like it like it, it was actually like once again it really got me if i saw somebody crying in front of porno mags i'd be like he's he's the father maybe that's what I read from that. I was like, that vendor definitely thinks that he's the dad of one of those girls or something. I'd try not to think. <laughs> I'd be like, that looks like a private moment. That is the <laughs> pinnacle of private moments right there. I'm going to let you have your crisis. <laughs> your 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 crisis? Yeah, what is this? Is this New York City actors talk film? Okay. <laughs> Mind your own business. If someone's crying at some porn bags, let him deal with it. <laughs> New York, baby. We're into more than halfway through now where, yeah, so Robin Williams, as we were mentioning, oh, I think this is what it was, um, <laughs> uh, finally, uh, that it wasn't intentional, like, for him to be famous and for him to get all this acclaim, well, you know, for the poem and to get all the acclaim because... It wasn't supposed to happen. It was a, like they leaked the the poem, or not the poem, the the suicide note. Yeah, does that ever happen? Joseph, does that ever happen? Notes get leaked. <laughs> I I I don't know whether that ever gets. I don't know. I, I I guess there's situations, but like I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know if I've ever seen it in my life. That's true. This isn't. <laughs> this isn't. Uh, NYC lawyers talk film. This is not NYC lawyers talk film. That sounds like it belongs on BuzzFeed. We're just a couple of NYC lawyers talking film. And it runs like 12 minutes too long. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cartoony, but like, once again, that's the movie. Uh, the whole leaking of the suicide note. But, um, but it, once again, it needs to happen because then we know that it's not intentional. He's not doing this, you know, for profit or for anything. It, it, it falls onto his lap and then he's like, should I do something about this? And he does, which is why his whole character is, is nuanced. And that's why I really dig the performance. Joe. That was the, that was the thought. I think that's where Lance uh, isn't, he, he's human and he makes his mistakes and they're pretty big ones. I think that's, <laughs> he had many, many opportunities to not take it further. He did not have to go to interviews. He did not have to publish books. There was a lot, he had a lot of opportunities to change that. But 
he said it in the beginning i want to be famous i want to be and he made decision 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 he's like oh how did i get here well genius you did about 10 really morally questionable things yeah i I just want to say something really quick uh i i liked um i liked how um you can tell you can see the thought process behind it. Like you can see that he, t- he's taking this all in. He's like, you know, he, there's that student that says, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm gay, but I'm not out yet. You know, and this, this uh, suicide note really struck with me. And so you can see just through his face that like, he's really taking that in and he's like, Oh, if I tell the truth now that goes away almost. And there's a few moments like that. So you, once again, you understand the thought process behind that Hunter. Yeah, well, he even like goes to the the therapist or whatever on the on school therapist or whatever, um, and is all like, well, "What if he didn't love me?" And he's like, "Well, he wrote it," and I, I he almost like tries to get it off his chest, and then the therapist goes like, "Oh, like it's helping people. Like this note is really helping people," and then it almost clicks for him that it's like, "Oh, maybe I can help people," and that's what I thought that he was doing up until a certain moment where it clicks where it's like i think they're they're picking out the title of the book or something like that and then i was like ah fuck this is really skeevy right here like they're choosing a title for this fucking book you know yeah no totally and and so yeah uh yeah there's a point where he he just doesn't look back and so yeah we we get to um well before the not oprah but like oprah like talk show appearance um, we, we have this, uh, funny little scene where, you know, he's sitting on the bed and the, the, the girlfriend is like trying, changing clothes constantly. It's really annoying in a good way where she's just like, no, not this one. And, and it's like, oh, fuck you, dude. Uh, fuck you, dudette. Um, uh, but, uh, but then we, we get a, a cameo appearance from Bobcat himself. Yeah. He's the, he's the driver, right? Exactly, he's the car driver, and it's a very small scene, but like they're sitting in a, in the bed together. Very iconic photo now, by the way. Every time you you look up "World's Greatest Dad," you just see like that image. Um, uh, and yeah, like it's a there. I I forget exactly what he says, but it's he has a few funny lines, just like, oh, like um, so uh, she's the guest, right? And and he's like, no, I am. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you you'll do great too. You'll do great, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he so he go he goes to this uh, talk show to because at this point uh, he's written a whole uh, book or uh, or journals, uh, uh, quote unquote, of of his son. But really, it's him uh, writing these journals because once again, as Andrew says, uh, uh, he was kind of dumb, <laughs> 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 which is also a funny line. All that stuff about being an insignificant molecule? Kyle wouldn't say that. <laughs> what, say what do you mean? Kyle was smart. You wouldn't Kyle say was that. Kyle was kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andrew, no wonder your mother drinks. Andrew's the best character. <laughs> Andrew is like, yo, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what, is he... <laughs> what is he doing? The whole movie, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I know he takes like a bite of pizza and he's like, oh, oh, oh. and then Rumley's like, is it? Yeah, it's hot. Is it too hot? He's like, no, I'm, I'm okay. 
<laughs> he's just he's just uh he's just living his life, dude. Where the fuck did they find this kid? Like, and wh- why that moment right there specifically was like, this kid's just being himself. This is an improv right here. I love yeah. it. I love it though. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's like, yeah, you can get something to eat. Yeah, he even points at the cupboard and then he he looks around the kitchen just a little bit and goes, "I'm a vegetarian," and runs away. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's he's on this talk show, and as we mentioned, Tom Kenny makes a, a sweet little appearance, uh, cameo appearance. Um, it's always nice to see him in things, just because uh, he because he also has an improv background, as you know, Joe. Yeah, he was on uh, um, Mr. Show, which That's is right. which is a which is an epic show, Mr. Show. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then um, so yeah, we have this uh scene this talk show scene which i think is one of the key moments of the whole movie for me that also stood out to me so he's you know he he does his regular like oh thanks for having me and then he you know and then he looks at the right at the camera and he says a a line that a lot of people have quoted him saying just in general but like just because of how very tragically ironic it is uh suicide is a permanent solution to temporary problems it's a it's a it's an amusing line slightly but it's also really haunting and so that that line really stuck out to me what do you guys think yeah i think i mean it's it's really sad right i mean i i mean it's hard to even comment on it right but it's like i wish that more people would take that advice you know what I mean? Because it's very, I mean, I know it's probably hard to see that, you know, but it, it is, it's very true. I think sometimes the, 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 the comedy of the movie allowed us to do talk about um, such a dark movie. If, it, if they took all of the funny lines out of this movie, uh, no one would have watched it. No one would have watched it, I don't think. I, it's it's just too heavy. It's that's horrible. It's gonna be something that just drains you. I guess I shouldn't say no one would have watched it, but it would have been an entirely different movie, and it would have been different discussions. And uh, Bobcat and Robin, to because I don't want to say Bobcat's last name <laughs> because I can't <laughs> pronounce it right. Um, I think wanted to have the discussion about. Um, uh, not, uh, not being happy with your life, going, um, going and thinking there's supposed to be something more rather than looking to your left and your right and looking at uh, uh, Bonnie who lives next door and doing that. I, I don't think we would have had any conversation with Bonnie or any of that without the comedy. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And also uh, in a way, this movie ends with like, what is the solution? and the ending shows like that's the solution if if life if life looks shitty to you and people can have shitty lives it it, it doesn't take away from that necessarily but but you know and and not to be like hey you know you should you know make be happy with what you have you know but also i think what the movie is trying to say is like even if it's only a couple of connections it's so important to have those connections and to have all of that because that's even if it's not like big and grandiose and you're not making a lot of money or you're not well, uh, well liked or popular that, that stuff, just watching a movie with just two people who really like you. That's all. That's, 
that's the solution. I'm tearing up. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> fuck all the people that make you feel alone, and fuck all the fuck all the haters. And you know what? Diving is a fucking sport, so go do it. Yeah, uh, uh, and before we we get to the ending, I I also in that uh, uh, talk show uh, scene, what really st- struck me a lot in his performance, Robin's performance, is that when he's explaining, you know, like oh, like so your son, like tell me about your son. That's that's what the uh, uh, the host says, and w- while he's explaining it, he's laughing, and it's like an interesting like. Because he can't tell if he's like laughing or crying, but like, yeah, it's almost like he fucking knows this is bullshit. Yeah, it's either like, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's, oh, he knows that he's bullshitting, and I think he's very nervous to be bullshitting on such a fucking grand scale. You know what I mean? Because it was like, oh, it was perfectly fine when it was just the fucking school. You know, like it was, it was whatever. But now it's on live television, and so he's like shitting himself. That's when it gets too big. I think that's when he looks at it and he goes, "I, I don't know whether in his head he thinks, uh, whether Lance would think, um, I have to bail out of this because it's too big, and if I get found out, um, it'll be awful, or if he thinks, uh, uh, or or if it, if it, if he wants to bail out for selfish reasons again." Or if he's because like this is wrong, and I I don't know that that that's just um, a point of it's actors talk film right? You could take two directions in my mind. In case you think of other ones, no, totally. You could. Uh, there's definitely a, a a couple of different reads you could uh, say about that scene. Like you know, is it like like I can't believe I'm doing this, or is it like? I can't believe I'm doing this. You know what I mean? It, like it, it could be both it, or, or, or none. I don't know. But, but yeah, he it's doesn't in- even like, he just doesn't like being on TV. He got, he was like, I want to be famous. And then he goes, ah, no. <laughs> oh no, not like this. Like not like so this. Many no. So many choices. <laughs> but I, but that, that was a scene that really uh, stuck out to me. And that, I think that just perfectly shows that literally in this scene, he can, he can be tragic and funny. That's that's Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something lacking that in the, the comedy world sometimes. I, I'm not the first person or the last person who's ever going to say it. But there's a, a lack of honesty and sincerity in the comedy world. That's what he that's what he brings. That he, he says, yeah, I'm going to be an actor too. And they're not completely separate. The... The laughing with you, the laughing, um, the not being sympathetic to it and being separated from it only protects you. It doesn't make you a better joke teller or a worse joke teller. It protects you from having to be in the thick of all of it, in my mind. We basically, after that scene, get to the last scene or, or the last big scene. So uh, what, whether you think that's the moment uh, Robin wants to tell the truth or not, uh, uh, is totally valid, but I think in a way, at least my read is that like the last scene is when he he has that switch where he's like, okay, I'm gonna tell the truth. So uh, this I'm gonna do it now uh, because like not only is it like once again the thought process where like okay like uh, we got 
what's his name? What's the musician's name? Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so Bruce Hornsby comes in and he's, you know, he's, he's playing a song for, you know, and we're going to celebrate, um, uh, we're, uh, what is it? The library is going to be named after his son, right? Something yeah. like that. I don't, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Just because like we, ha you know, like that's the, uh, that's the setup of like, okay, here, you know, everyone's here. You know, uh, he Robin Williams is gonna have a speech now. You know, to talk about his son. Like, you're super famous now. Hey, we got these. Uh, you know, we got these publishers here. They want. They want to. They're very interested in your book. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, you know, you might wanna. You know, write a book yourself. You know, and and it's like, see, it's like it's 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 pushing. It's pushing. It's like, okay, see, like this this isn't gonna go away, and it's gonna make things worse. You're gonna get everything you want. And you're not happy, um, and and then you know we we kind of build more and more to like you know the 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 gay kid again is like thank you so much again it, it means so much, and we get just like these moments after moments of like the like it's really frenetic in a way, and it builds and builds like everyone's talking at him every, you know he's just like registering everything and then he's up there on that stage, and then he just says, "You didn't like my son." This, this has nothing to do with anything. I just thought about um, Bruce Hornsby, like the playing the character of himself in the story. The character of <laughs> Bruce, the character of Bruce Hornsby. He's so invested in it already. He must have just like flown out and and like and and come there because he heard about Kyle and how he loved his how Kyle loved his music, and then he hears. And then he hears Lance saying, "Like, no, he died masturbating. It was, it was pretty embarrassing." And Bruce Hornsby, he's just standing there with his arms full. Oh, he's more offended than like everyone else. He even says something. I think I'm like, "Why is he so invested? <laughs> Wouldn't he just be like, oh, I'm looking around?" And then he thinks, "I better go." <laughs> but he's mad at Lance. He's mad. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. That's true. That's oh my god. Uh, so yeah, and uh, for me, yeah, it, it's a big scene. But yeah, you're right. It's also funny. That's why I think that's once again, it's that balance. And so like that admittance scene really struck with me because it's yeah, in a way, it's a powerful but also very like. And as you performed brilliantly in the beginning of the episode, Joseph, that like oh yeah, you're welcome. Oh, but you're blushing again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. But uh, it, it, but it's also it's so powerful. But it's also like kind of to the point. It's just like, yep, this this. Thanks for coming. Kind of just says what the audience has thought all along. Like you motherfuckers. Ah yeah yeah. So yeah, um, he gets slapped in the face by his girl. She goes running back to the other guy. The principal's like, "You're a piece of shit," and he's like, "Thank you." Uh. And and uh, and then I think, in my humble opinion, the best scene of the movie happens where he he takes off all of his clothes and he goes for a swim. And he mentions before uh, that he's a, he was a diver in high school or college, and like he mentioned that, and I was like, okay, well, you mentioned that. And so they they pay it off at the end with this, I think, beautiful moment where he. And I don't know, it has a, has a lot to do with the performance, but I think also like the music choice and and the way it's shot and the way it like, once again, it's it's kind of like a buildup to this payoff of 
just him jumping in the water and being free emphasis on free um which i think is such an especially for robin just like such an interesting parallel with his life his career to be free of all that to be free of you know in the context of this movie free of guilt and 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 being honest but also just in general with his life um because he he gave it his all you know like like what a fucking career we already like we're, we're not even done with this series and it's it's insane how much he has done uh and and it just shows like he he gave it his all and you know and this is a freeing scene like he doesn't have to worry about all of that stuff anymore and you can't you can't not think of what happened to him joe yeah i i, I think there's a parallels with, with with his life because um uh left and right he avoided pitfalls i mean we we know that he had friends who did not make it the whole way we know that other things uh, that that some things happened into his life and he avoided those pitfalls up to that point in his life. So to uh, once again, turn away from, I, I imagine, I imagine this one is more of a parallel and just for, for me, I'm, I'm creating my own narrative. I know Robin Williams, not at all, never did, but um, it's a lot like uh, when, like after Mork and Mindy, when he's like, super famous and uh, making more money than he's ever seen. I mean, he's just basically a hippie from San Francisco turned around in like what, under two years or something, probably a couple months. And he, I, I, I mean, I, I draw that narrative, that same narrative with his life. He dunks in the pool and he says, uh, and I made it and I, I'm through, I'm clean of it. I, I survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, I I was a mess during that scene. Um, I may or may not have been drinking as well, but I but I I I absolutely love that scene. It, it might be one of my new favorite Robin Williams scenes. It's 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 just like perfect, and it, there's no words. It's just his acting, the moment, the way it's done. It's just I thought it was perfect. Hunter, yeah, I mean it's it's iconic. Like Nick, tilt your head for a second. Look at his face. As for 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 those at uh, home who are not watching our video version and are uh, listening, uh, my Zoom background is that scene we're we're talking about right now. He's out of the pool. He's and he's smiling. Yeah, it's a beautiful, and it feels like for the first time, even like as an audience member, kind of take a breath a little bit. You know, the whole movie is very like. What's the word? Like, there's a word for it, but the whole movie makes you feel like you can't breathe. You know what I mean? It's very that word. <laughs> and this moment is like, ah, like he's free from the fucking bullshit. And also, may I point out that he's the only person in this movie that admits that he was wrong. Everybody else kind of gets defended, rightfully so, I guess. But like, at least he he's man enough for like a good person enough you know to admit that he he was wrong and i i think that that's very important yeah um i yeah i just yeah i love that scene i love it yeah uh so we're we're very close to the end uh <laughs> so uh, and then we we cut to as we kind of mentioned before like you know he's 
He's watching zombie movies with the neighbor, eating pot brownies. Uh, Andrew's also there being Andrew. Uh, and then, very purposefully, he, he puts that uh, uh, photo of his son up again. Yeah, uh, which, which I which I think was a, a beautiful way to end it. Yeah, it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, it's real at least. It's it's real. What does he say? The worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel all alone. The worst thing in life. I used to think the worst thing in life was to end up all alone. It's not. It's to end up with people who make you feel alone. And then under pressure. Yeah. Um, oh, we love it. Remember when the other guy read it in class? <laughs> Dude, I was about to say best joke of the movie. Oh, I thought you didn't know that song. I'm white. Of course I know That's that That's a Queen Bowie song. <laughs> okay. So, That's amazing. Jay Black, y'all, at the end. Jay and Black. I was like, all right. <laughs> That's right. That was really funny, too. And, and Robin's just like, right on. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> he got right. <laughs> Final thoughts on the movie. Uh, yeah, final thoughts, uh, Joseph. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not good at like ratings. I usually get way too optimistic, and I give. Yeah, this this boy uh, is. Uh, he he rates things questionably. I know. <laughs> I I just avoid it because they're all nonsense. It's. I give everything like five stars, and then I get self conscious, and I go, "No, I should give everything one stars this week." And then I can't just figure it out. So I really like this movie. I feel like uh, I don't know if I'd change anything to make it make its own point better. I felt like it made its own point perfectly. I felt like it was a good um, nod to Heather's in a nice way. And dear Evan Hansen. And dear Evan Hansen. Um, I yeah. We all know Bobcat Gold. Gold Goldthwatt. Goldthwatt. has a uh, time machine and went and watched Dervin Hansen and then thought, oh, you know what this sounds like? Heathers. <laughs> and lo and behold, he wrote a movie that was received pretty average. Pretty average. Uh, yeah, uh, not, yeah, not, like a lot of, not a lot of, to this day, not a lot of people talk about it. Um, uh, Hunter, final thoughts. Yeah, I I like this movie. Um, I don't think it's like the best movie I've ever seen, but I think that, I think that you should watch it. If you're a fan of Robin Williams, you should definitely watch this movie. Like, he's so good here. I want to say that he's at his best... I, I don't know. He's very good in this movie, um, but I th I think it is one of his like at least top five uh, performances. Um, my rating, I think I think I I give this a uh, uh, seven chili dogs out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> a chili dogger. A chili dogger. Oh, send that kid to prison. <laughs> uh, oh, did you give a rating, Joseph? Um, I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it like I might be as optimistic as like eight chili dogs, eight chili dogs, and those last two points aren't filled just for like it's not a watch any day thing. I don't know, personal preference kind of thing. Yeah, I I always like to add uh, like a watchability factor 
too. Like watchability, you can watch it if it's the right day. But as you can see, as you can hear from this podcast, you if you're not like already in a good mood, it it could mess with your head a little bit. It's <laughs> it's a dark comedy. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't want to watch this all the time for sure. But I. But also, I don't. I don't think that for me at least necessarily makes it less great. It's just one of those movies that it's like heavy. You know, you don't. It's not like you can just pop it on, but it doesn't make it less good to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just loses two chili dogs. Is all. Yeah, that's all. Just two chili dogs. Um. Okay. So my my final thoughts are, yeah, I think this is, uh, a great movie. I was pleasantly surprised. I knew I would like his performance in it just because I, from little I knew, I was like, okay, this is probably going to be at least performance-wise an underrated movie, an, a gem. But I think the whole movie is a gem. I, I And I'm once again, I'm so happy we're doing these lesser-known ones too because I really wanted to see all of him. and I. You did. Oh, yeah, in the pool, baby. <laughs> I give this movie a 9 out of 10. Uh, it's not perfect, but it, it's 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 a hell of a movie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, uh, Hunter, where would you rank this performance? All right. Let's pull up the rankings. Let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. So, you know what? Actually, let me... All right, I I changed it really fast because I I have I've come to a conclusion here. Okay. So uh, I'll start at the the top. My my so my number one is Awakenings, two One Hour Photo, three Birdcage, four World's Greatest Dad, five Insomnia, Moscow, Mrs. Doubtfire, Hook, Jumanji, and then way 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 down is Gar. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, I'll go from top to bottom, just like you. Uh, for me, this is my favorite so far. I I was pleasantly surprised. I I loved it. it it's it's kind of everything I wanted from. I, I keep saying it, but it's true. Like he keeps topping himself, even in his final years. He did, and and it's just fucking amazing. Uh, so yeah, World's Greatest Dad is my new favorite. I, I once again, I had a feeling it was gonna be, but I. I was still surprised and I was really moved uh, by the performance. A uh, one hour photo right below it. Uh, Awakenings, The Birdcage, Moscow on the Hudson, uh, Insomnia, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji, Hook, and then Dead Last. Carp. Dang, our, our ratings are kind of getting a little far from each other now. They're getting a little distance here. <laughs> I'm actually so surprised that... This is your favorite. I thought it, it would make top like four, like like minded, but I I did not think that it was going to be number one. It's a I in my personal opinion, it it kind of has everything you want, and it's kind of real. And and once again, I, I I think some of it might also have to do with just like this is one of his last, and like you know, and everything. Uh, I I don't think this will pro I don't think this will be the best movie we cover necessarily uh, on the podcast, but I think his performance and the movie is like really solid and and I and once again those few those moments especially near the end with the pool and everything like like I'm going to I'm going to be thinking about that for a while so like I can't I can't not in my uh, through my lens I cannot not put it up there yeah I I love that uh Joseph what is your favorite Robin Williams 
performance slash movie. If they're different, then say so. I have to pick a favorite Robin Williams. It's oh. it, look, and, and let me preface the, <laughs> the way we're doing this so far in the series is tough, and it's going to get tougher real soon. Oh yeah, like Mrs. Doubtfire right now, it's down at the bottom. I fucking love that performance, and I love that movie. But how was it down at the bottom? It's crazy. Yeah, I see. I see your rankings are more like actors, actors, films. Like yeah, they're of his. Like true. Okay. Mm. Um. I might go for um. Uh, uh, given that I've like heard your rankings too, I'd say either like Good Morning Vietnam or Goodwill Hunting. Probably Good Morning Vietnam because it has a bit more levity, mm-hmm. and I feel like that showcases him a little bit more. Though that's not necessarily the goal it's not his audition his audition happened once and never again <laughs> that's kind of perfect what you just said um uh yeah one one audition that's it you're set for life um uh i have not seen good morning vietnam which is why i'm also super excited to cover that one by the very end of the series so yeah very exciting yeah, it's amazing I, I saw it as a kid so i'm, I'm excited to revisit it as Bye an adult i don't know i don't know why i think my my dad i think my parents really liked it and so it was just on who knows yeah so that's uh that's our ranking so far yeah as you said it's it's getting a little different it's getting harder um and we're almost done uh we have uh we have five more episodes left uh uh, tune in next week for our next episode the fisher king uh which i know i know joseph that it, that's also one of your favorites, right? Fisher King. That's it, it, yeah. That's like one of my favorite like films in general. I don't know. I have a hard time picking favorites. You know that. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, but yeah, uh, but it, yeah, it's so that's going to be a, a really interesting one because I've heard strange things. I've heard good things. I've never seen it, nor have I seen any trailers. I don't even know what this what is about. So I'm excited. Judging by your list, you'll put it in. I think he'll put it in top five. I'll put bets on that. Check back next episode. <laughs> New tradition. You have to guess what Hunter's gonna like. <laughs> um, Joseph, uh, you're a wonderful guy. Uh, thank you so much for being a great, great, great guest. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yes, it was. Awesome meeting you, too. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. And thank all of you for listening to our World's Greatest Dad episode. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Special shout-out to Joey Dalton for the amazing artwork. We have a website, NYC Actors Talk Film. Just search up NYC Actors Talk Film. Uh, We have a YouTube channel. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out a lot. Thank you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Joseph, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at uh, my own website of my my full name. I'm sure it's spelt uh, in the description. Maybe, maybe, also- maybe, uh, maybe it won't be. Maybe it won't. How do you plan on writing my name? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, it's a process, man. It's a process. Okay. 
you can find me at my full name, J-O-S-E-P-H-C-O-W-D-R-E-Y.com proper. Uh, and there, there are links to my other social media. Awesome. Thanks again for listening. We've been NYC Actors Talk Film. We've just chili dogged this bitch. If you were European, you'd understand. There we go. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>